Hey, let's say that for the podcast. Yeah, boy. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of podcasts, why don't we begin one? Uh, maybe one enemy slime podcast. Episode number 224. I am your usual host, Jared, and I am joined tonight by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Hi, I am the 48th president of the United States, and I'm here to tell you that you can't prove I think he's not. All, 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 all cats are illegal. Got it. Why not? Let's sure. let's do it. Uh, hey, sure parakeets. You know who else is here? Is Lucio Lorenzino? Yeah, my caravan was stopped at the border. Lucio, what uh, what pet? If someone owns it, what pet do you think? Like, well, that person's weird. Like, what's the one that immediately ticks? Cats. Tips you I, hate, I hate cats. Really, cats? That's a that's I your that's cats. your red flag for a person. Yeah, hmm. which think, is like weird because but, but like, you, but you stay at my apartment all the time. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, 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 what am I going to do? Like, kick your cat out? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, you're, you're, you're saying you're the cat, Jay, and you're then saying I'm, like, Jay sets off a red flag, basically. Like, you're, like Jay's a weird person. By well, I already know Jay. See, like, I think I would have said iguanas. I think if you own an iguana, there's a strong chance that like you're odd. Uh, the the weird guy. Yeah, I, some guys I, had are... a, I had a neighbor with an iguana, and he was he was he's a bit numb. Yeah, yeah. This is all this is all anecdotal evidence, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel pretty strong. I feel about like it. You know, the, the guy who owns a python, who like, he's just this like loser guy that has always a leather couch that's uh, always too hot, um, always has every TV in the room on, and his place is always like at least ten degrees hotter than the outside. And like his thing when you visit his house is usually, hey, watch this, and then grabbing like a mouse and throwing at the snake. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So I I I want to yes yeah, so I'll take I'll, I'll take snake and I'll take iguana and I will raise you both a bearded dragon. Yeah. One one bearded dragon. All right, I accept. <laughs> I think I think bearded dragon owners be quite Here's, odd. Here, I'll I'll follow that up. Someone who would correct me, uh, in passing, if I like pointed to a lizard in a pet store and I'm like, look at the bearded dragon. Someone's like, that's an iguana. Like that's probably a bad start. Uh, <laughs> like if you if you care a lot about that, that's not a good sign. Um, but I want a young Filipino child. I mean, if I if I point to a young Filipino child and I'm like, "That's an iguana," you are right to correct me that it is not. Uh, and the yeah, fact, that's not what I meant. The fact that I ever got confused about it is is you know cause for concern. I need to get my eyes checked. I remember I was when I was out in the uh, Virgin Islands. We went to like this aquarium, which was one of the most pathetic aquariums I've ever been to in uh, life. Who goes to the fucking aquarium at the Virgin Islands? Uh, You're uh, surrounded by the aquarium. It wasn't my choice. I didn't. I didn't want to go to the fucking aquarium. But like, you know, it was a family trip. It was like, hey, let's go to the aquarium. I'm like, sorry, whatever. Uh, and I mostly like to 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 my credit, I mostly only hung out at like the bar and got drunk. Um, and but there were fucking iguanas everywhere, and there were like these signs all over the place saying, "Don't feed the iguanas." And what is it that every fucking stupid tourist is doing? They're feeding the iguanas. And like, I I was watching kind of like these poor. Uh, uh, security guards and, and zookeepers or fish keepers, whatever you call them at an aquarium, run off chasing people down, being like, "Hey, could you please not do that?" Because it creates like an iguana pest problem, 
And these guys, for sure, have, like, an iguana pest problem. They were, like, they were, like fucking everywhere. Um, and then, and no one was paying attention. The second, like, they got lectured by someone about not feeding the iguanas, they would just make sure that person's back was turned, and then they would keep feeding the iguanas. <laughs> That sounds that sounds very much like uh, the the sensibility that I would expect from the average like yep. American. Well, actually, just tourists in general. Um, yeah, yeah. There's generally an attitude of like, it's my right as a human to feed. These I, I, I think I think you guys aren't even like the worst tourists anymore. I think the Chinese passed you already. Yeah, I mean, I'm not allowed to say that, but I'll let you say it. <laughs> just say in general, because it used to be like the Americans were the worst. But now the Chinese are the worst. Yeah, I gotta say there was an appropriate mix at this aquarium. Good, that's that's uh, good. So there was uh, a Chinese guy standing in your way, and uh, uh, maybe like a fat American filling up more of the elevator, like that could have fit you. Yes. Perfect. It's a little bit of everything. That's the beauty of this country: is it's a melting pot. Um, <laughs> mostly, we melt people down and eat them. I, to gain you know. I, you know, I, I had a, I had a guest recently. It was her very first time in New York, and she went to see Times Square. And man, I gotta say, um, there were like some tourists there. Um, I'll bet. I, 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 yeah. Um, in Times Square, no. I, yeah, there's I, I a few. I want to say they were they were clearly from India. Uh, uh, this group, and. They were just like taking up all this time, taking like all these like fucking photos and all this stuff, and and you know asking people to move out their way. And finally, when they're done, kind of like wrapping up and everything, my friend she wants a photo of like the red steps that we have um, uh, that are that are going to be like quite famous. They're they're, they're n- a newish kind of installation. They've been around a while now, but they're kind of newish. Didn't used to be there, but they're a big spot now. And all she wanted was her photo. And, like, you know, so the same exact family that was busy kind of barking at everyone to get the fuck out their way, they weren't concerned with getting the fuck out of everyone's way. It's like, excuse me, can you please move? Uh, you know, the dude, he just looks at me uh, and he sees, you know, I'm trying to do this for um, a girl, especially. He turns his nose up and he just ignores me. And, like, you know, these, these fucking assholes. <laughs> Sounds... I've always hated. I've always hated like tourists in like Times Square, but engaging that... with them is just like a whole other level entirely. Yeah, that sounds cons- consistent with my experience with tourists. <laughs> and uh, now we're now we're entering high season, yeah. and uh, so we get the the people who come from like the north. So like you know the, the, the invaders people driving, the and then like everybody. Coming from like Europe and Latin America, and it's like I, I just want to get to work, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, it's. Uh, I think our our big season is um, for Harlem uh, specifically because for New York it's kind of all year round, and uh, especially Times Square. But in Harlem, our season is like kind of March and April, and in those countries we'll get a lot of people from. Uh, um, uh, sorry, in those season we'll get a lot of people from. Uh, European countries, and we'll we'll get like a lot of um, of Swiss, I feel like, and a lot of Dutch, and and um, a, a few German, quite a few German, and all that, and like they would just kind of invade uh, uh, Harlem, and a lot of times it's like the same attitude, like you're in their way, like they'll come here to see the architecture, and they'll come here to see like the churches and the jazz clubs, um, 
and like the churches are usually parked by uh, a place where you can expect to get breakfast or coffee or just like run an errand or whatever. They're by the they're by the bodegas and by the uh, diners and all that. So you know, I'll go in there to um, to just grab uh, I don't know, like a pack of Tylenol or a coffee or something, and uh, you know, I'll have these uh, I'll have like this German tourist group, and they'll be standing there carefully combing over a bodega menu. It's like, you want a fucking tuna fish sandwich, guys, or do you want like a, a, a chicken breast cutlet? That, like, those are your choices. You can get salami or you can get turkey. That's it. And if you try to like get in front of them and just pay, which is pretty common Harlem etiquette, whoever has their shit first, you just go up, leave your money on the counter, walk off. It's that simple. But if you do that in front of these tourist groups, they'll be like, hey, you're cutting. I'm like, no, you're just so, you can't fucking cut. It's impossible in a bodega. I feel yeah. I feel like whenever I've been in Europe, they don't really have a concept of of like what a sin cutting is compared to here. Um, I feel like when I was in Italy, especially, it just like happened all the time where people would just would just insert themselves into line in like situations where in in uh, Kentucky that would be like justification to draw your gun and shoot that person. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that was just maybe that was just my one off experience. So in um, in Miami, uh, we we have tourists all year round, but the the let us say the winter is kind of like a perfect storm because it's summer in like the southern hemisphere, and it's winter in the northern hemisphere. So everybody comes, you know, everybody from the north wants to come here to get warm, and everybody from the south is in you know summer vacation. So mm-hmm. that's usually why we get that much more busy. Yeah, I never, no, I, I never mean, thought of the the idea of like being on summer break would inspire you, but that makes sense so that people would um they would just travel in general, take a trip. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's like uh, um, uh, it, it's it's pretty similarish in uh in New York. I I think that people probably believe us in uh. Well, no, again, you because you have people that want to rush here and see the giant Christmas tree or see the ball drop during winter. So there's always someone here, just actual New Yorkers that leaving uh, during the winter months to be tourists someplace else. Um, and I think as it warms up, but before it gets too warm, that's when we have our busiest uh, tourist season. But I, you know, when I go someplace, uh, it actually gets under my skin to behave anything at all like a tourist. I hate doing it. Usually the people I'm with will try to convince me to do it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Uh, I want to do whatever the opposite of that is. Like, I want to do whatever, like, uh, the locals are doing or just want to chill. I'll, I just want to, like, take a walk down by the beach or something or, or go to, um, I don't know, get some get some arts and crafts. You know, you know go to, go to, what's the local flavor of the local bodega here? What's the, what's the, what are the local convenience stores like? That's my ideal of a dream vacation in another place. Hey, you know where I wouldn't have wanted to go on vacation recently? Where's that? Maybe to wherever the fuck they hold BlizzCon. Oh, it's oh yeah. Because we had a we, we had a very exciting BlizzCon, did we not? I didn't. I didn't even catch most of it. I've kind of uh, slowed my Hearthstone roll a little bit. So the only Blizzard game that I played, I really don't play that much anymore. Um, uh, I feel. I feel like aside from me, Doug kind of experienced the most BlizzCon. Uh, most feel I didn't watch watch most of it, but I got a lot of the news. 
I, I guess I guess you're eager to talk about one particular event, but before that, let's just go over some of the other general stuff. Sure. What exciting what exciting products are Activision Blizzard ready to offer me this upcoming holiday season, Jay? Well, Jarrett, have I got some news for you. We have two new characters coming to Overwatch and an all-new, all-original character for Heroes of the Storm. Oh, I did see uh, that they have... Uh, introduced a new cowboy and while they haven't had the the uh they haven't been able to adequately explain why cowboys are in overwatch but they (laughs) they have gone out of their way to clarify that the cowboys have never dated i am so glad that you brought that up and and that in particular because i actually watched the uh short introducing the new cowboy whose whose name is ash and i i think uh uh, ash or or what is her name her full name was like sadona so Adonia Calamity Ash or something stupid like that. Uh, she's hitting like so many copyright red flags for people that they're like, uh, she looks suspiciously like characters in League of Legends, um, which makes sense because Blizzard uh, feels like Riot is kind of a threat to them, which is hilarious because Riot, Riot right now uh, thinks Epic is a giant threat to them. Um, so everyone's like trying to compete with everyone else and no one ultimately cares in the end i guess we could talk a little bit about riot as well and and what they've been up to um anyway i watched that short that introduces ash and uh, you had these fucking weird anachronistic cowboys be like hey how's it going partner and it felt like they're supposed to be like in a john wayne movie or something only they're wearing all this sci-fi shit and they have like robot arms and there was a great ripoff of uh ecstasy of gold in that in the short yeah, and like they and like their weapons, like they had they had these lever action and pump action weapons, only they're fucking lasers. And it's like I don't think you guys understand the point of lasers. And it just got under my skin, kind of aesthetic wise, uh, just because I feel like usually when you go for that kind of retro futurism, it's well massaged into the material. So Treasure Planet is actually a great example because. Uh, uh, Treasure Planet does a lot of the, the Victorian steampunk, but it's really well blended into like the sci-fi and uh, the space opera, and and Star Wars is something else where everything feels like really old and archaic, and like this thing has been around for a long time, and and where knights kind of make sense in a, in a strange sort of way, but Overwatch isn't that. Overwatch is just like high concept, high fantasy, uh, far into the future. These are like essentially superheroes, modern day like superheroes fighting super advanced high tech robots so advanced that they almost like killed humanity and took over the world. And at the very end of the short, that's exactly what everyone is after. Like one of these crazy high tech robots. And it's like there's such a disconnect for me between Ash and McCree and everything else that's going on in the Overwatch universe that it actually annoys me. Isn't it also kind of weird how like Ash got her ass kicked in the short that was introducing her. Yeah, it's like usually fair, the, usually the new character kind of dominates or something. To be fair, that's going to be like all day one Ash players anyway, so that seems accurate to me. <laughs> well, you know, now we're in the usual thing of like everybody's like, "Oh, is she overpowered?" and all that shit. Overwatch is such was, a memory thought, to me. I thought the short was bad. Um, it was. I thought it was a uh, uh, boring. I thought they were quite clearly trying to be like this this quirky uh, old school cowboy movie. Only there's such a disconnect between 
actual old timey cowboys and what Overwatch is supposed to be. That and look, I, I after I, after I, after I linked the short after I watched the short, I was like, hey, there's no way that you can do a modern day character and make a convincing cowboy. And then I linked images of like Longmire and Justified and No Country for Old Men. Uh, because, you know, I guess the Overwatch writers didn't write the menu that me- get, didn't get the memo that you could very much write a believable modern-day cowboy and have everyone understand that is very much a cowboy. Um, uh, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Uh, well, surely there's better news to be had on the real-time strategy front. Perhaps, oh, yes. perhaps, a, uh, perhaps a Warcraft 4 announcement is in order. But, but, but before we do the real-time strategy, fun, let's just talk about uh, the new Heroes of the Storm character, Orphea. So, uh, ah, yes, or- Orphea. Si- si- since we weren't clear, Ash is a, uh, a white-haired, red-eyed, uh, uh, Caucasian-appearing female who enjoys wearing black. For Orphea, they really dug dug deep, and uh, they introduced a white-haired, red-eyed, uh, Caucasian-appearing female who enjoys wearing black. And so I think we just need to all sit here and applaud Blizzard and their design team. She looks much younger, and um, I feel yes, like... Yeah, no, she's, she's a lowly. She's a little girl. Uh, uh, but like she's like a vampire or something, so she's actually oh, hundreds no, of years old. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. That's great. I thought I thought wasn't the point of Heroes of the Storm um, that it was like characters that we wanted and not like not like made up characters. Is this the first original, or have they done this before? Yeah, yeah, she's the first. She's the first original one. Why? <laughs> I mean, no, really, like, why? I, the whole point. This is like, this is like if Smash Brothers, uh, the in the Smash Brothers Ultimate, they're like, great news, guys, for this DLC. It's Rex, and it's like a guy you've never heard of, and he's just like he comes it's in. It's Chad, everyone, your favorite hero. Well, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think she's Chad. I was trying to think of like a cool, uh, a cool, you know, like made up name. Um, like uh, uh what's a cool name? I don't know. Ja- Jash. It's it's me, Jash, and I'm here to punch. <laughs> and uh and I've got I've got claws and I look like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, but I'm not. I'm Jash. And like nobody wants that. And th- what we want is just, you know, things that have already been done, characters that already exist. And so I just Right. And I I, I feel like that was like some of the outrage around Orpheo as well. It's like first of all, here you are introducing this piece of shit lolly that no one wants um and you have like so many other characters like where the fuck is uh uh i don't know where's mccree in heroes of the storm we all want mccree think of how easy this would have been you introduce ash the cowboy and then you're like great news guess where else she's coming and then you just put her in heroes of the storm too i mean throw it up it at least it at least makes more sense to me in the sense that like I, I thought the idea was was this is you know a, a, an amalgamation of all of Blizzard's IPs. I don't feel like... it. It was, and I, I don't know. Like I, I guess she got like a premiere comic, and it looks like 
she's very involved in the uh, Diablo universe, which, hey, boys and girls, we have some exciting <laughs> uh, Diablo news coming after our World of Warcraft news. Or, or sorry, it's just, it's just our Warcraft news, not World of Warcraft. Uh, but yeah, and only she's like with a bunch of characters who are already dead in Diablo, and it's just a really weird intro. I didn't read the comic. By that point, I was so exhausted. I would just get Deckard Kane already. <laughs> uh, I want to be identified. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hey, Jared, I believe you had a question about Warcraft. I was just wondering if they're ever going to make a fourth one. Cause uh, no, I... but they will let oh. you buy three again. Oh, well, that's fantastic news. We have a three remaster coming out with all new graphics. Uh, graphics so fresh and so new, they look like they're coming to you straight from the year 2009. I haven't Great. played Warcraft 3 for a long time, but I feel like it probably looks fine. Like Warcraft, I feel like Warcraft 3 looks fine. I feel like the remaster doesn't do much to make it look better. Uh, and in case if you are wondering if you should spend any money on it at all, I just want to mention that it does not come with any of the expansions because why give uh, the people something to be like that feels like the theme of uh, BlizzCon this I'm year. Sure, like, I'm why, sure why, those why? will come later in a free uh, a free patch. Uh, oh yeah, that, that that sounds like the Activision Blizzard I know. That, yeah, I'll bet you. I'll bet you that's exactly what they do. It'll be fine. I mean, Activision did release Modern Warfare Remastered uh, without any of the DLC too, so that's just something they do. Yeah, and I feel also like you need to buy a shitty game to get it. For some reason, I don't know if you guys have seen like the adverts for Warcraft Three, but for some reason, uh, they're they're really cryptic, and they only show like the first cutscene, and it's 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 the remodeled uh, cutscene that starts. Warcraft 3 off with the um, with the orc and the human fighting and then they see like a fell uh, fire meteorite land in the distance and so it's just that and it's like they just show a couple of seconds of that as their commercial and they're like well what could this mysterious exciting news be and everyone already knows it's Warcraft 3 I don't feel like they showcased a particularly like exciting or iconic cutscene and I don't feel like it looks particularly good. Like, that's not something that's going to get me on the edge of the sheet. Like, oh my god, I can't believe how the new Warcraft 3 looks. It looks just like they're same exact cutscenes that they've been producing since World of Warcraft came out. Good job. You know, you know what would have been way smarter? Would be if they... This is such an easy little change, too. Don't do what you, you did. Uh, instead, remaster Warcraft 2. Tides of I darkness, could agree with that. Where everyone's yeah. pirates. And uh, everyone... Or just like release a compilation. See, but then again, you just did the wrong thing. They, it, they would just, if it was Blizzard, they would just do Warcraft 2. They don't want to do the expansion packs, which everyone really loves, because those are cool. They just want to do the base games. <laughs> you buy those again. Well, everyone's pirates in the base game for Warcraft 2. Oh, really? Yeah, there are pirates, yeah. Yeah, Tides, Tides of Darkness, baby. Warcraft, the original, was like, ah, oh, we're not pirates, but in Warcraft 2, they're pirates. The it whole... was a big selling point that it had the pirate ships. Oh, yeah, it's like on the cover and everything. It's like two piratey looking fellas. Uh, then, I, then I stand corrected. Duking it out. So, so wait, but I thought, um, I'm getting, it's been so long. Like, at one point, there was, um, uh, I, when I realized I was done with Warcraft lore um, was, I think, the third time 
Kaothos came back from the dead. And um, uh, so for me, I I really liked uh, Kaothos' campaign in uh, The Frozen Throne. And I really liked the concept of the Blood Elves. I thought they were like a really cool faction. That's because I was like elves, but I'm like, hey, I don't... I don't want to be like the sissy elves that, that Tolkien has. I want to be like a, a cool drug-addicted elf. And that's exactly what the Blood Elves wore. Uh, uh, Blizzard was like, oh, now you can play as them in Mortal Warcraft and find out how everything worked out. And uh, while the Burning Crusade was pretty good lore-wise, I think what they did with Kaothos was disappointing. And then they just kept hammering it home. And then they rushed through, like, the Blood Elf storyline, and it was, like, just miserable. And it's like, oh, great, a magic light entity that's, like, an angel, but not. It's also, like, an alien. He's clear. He's he's cured the drug addiction from every single Blood Elf on the planet. Um, like, what's the point, then? Was this a setup for a question? Because I feel like it's, it's taking a very long time to get there. I, I'm saying that I fell off with the... Uh, Warcraft lore. I thought before that you indicated there was like a question. There, there was. I was, I was just going to ask which one uh, Deathwing was, well, that was one or two. Uh, yeah, do you guys remember when we used to be excited about Blizzard games? No. I, I do. I've always hated them. I hate all of really? them. Really? I don't like what? any. I don't like any Blizzard IP. I can't think I, of I mean, Hearthstone, like I said, had. You don't like Lost uh, Vikings? Was that Blizzard I, IP? I don't think that Lost Vikings is very good. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't aged very well. I used to love. Um, but I love StarCraft. Blizzard. Uh, and I, I loved... don't like StarCraft. Uh, you don't like StarCraft. I like. I liked watching like the cutscenes, like where the guy drinks the beer and the Zerg yeah. guy kills him. But like, and and so like thematically, I enjoy StarCraft. But there is nothing about playing StarCraft that I've ever enjoyed. And uh, uh, the competitive yeah, I, multiplayer aspect of it, I'm very hamstrung because all I want to do is make ghosts and nuke people. Which but pretty, you can do that well, successfully. You, you can, but it doesn't. It it it's usually not a good strategy. Uh, there's there's a couple of rush strategies for ghosts that you can implement. I'm not fast enough at shit like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I I I'm the exact opposite. Where I used to love everything Blizzard, but now, uh, so like the the final straw for Blizzard was very much related to Chaos and like the Blood Elves. Um, uh, but that's not because like they ruined. It's like oh, they ruined my personal faction or anything. It's it's just because that uh. Uh, it, it's exactly what Lucio said. It was like such a waste of everyone's time. And it was so lazy in the writing and execution and uh, and everything about World of Warcraft sooner or later just resulted in someone being like driven insane. That was always the answer. Like uh, Jane of Proudmoore. If, uh, well, I, now that I'm finding out that you don't like it, it probably doesn't matter. But, you know, Jane of Proudmoore, she was like the big kind of heroic uh, 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 love interest in Warcraft 3. And for a lot of World of Warcraft, she was um, kind of the big uniting force between like the Alliance and the Horde. She always held out hope. And then she just randomly goes insane. And so now she's like the biggest baddie in the game. At least the last I checked. And so that got to me to be pretty indicative uh, of uh, Blizzard was going to keep doing with the writing. But then Overwatch came out. <laughs> and... Uh, I, you know, for the first several months Overwatch was out, I was like really pumped and really excited. And again, 
galore to Overwatch was like really exciting, and all my friends were really into it too. I gave them like a cautionary note. I'm like, knowing Blizzard and knowing what they did to uh, StarCraft and knowing what they did to Warcraft, uh, Overwatch is going to start out exciting and consistent and interesting, and it's really going to going to quickly devolve into lazy writing with villains that don't make any sense. Um, you know, and it's just, everything's going to be, like, just a mess and inconsistent, and they're going to break the lore. Uh, I guarantee you that will happen, but luckily, when that happens, that will be years off. It'll be years and years off. Um, and I was incorrect because it was only a couple of months off before that happened. <laughs> uh, such a, it's, 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 it's so, it's so sad. It sure yeah. is. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I really love. I used to really love use of of Blizzard games, and clearly, I feel like there are a lot more problems with their games and their gameplay than just lore. Like that's that's not enough to drive me away from a video game. Yeah, it was uh, it, it wasn't the fact that uh, the fact of the lore that drove me from Overwatch. But they did that too, so that didn't make it any, any better. No, it didn't make it any better. But you know, um, compared to the fact that they make it not fun anymore. Yeah, you know, that that too, and I don't know. Uh, well, I, I I'm I'm not gonna say I don't know. I do know why. Um, it's because they want it. the full story is this. Uh, uh, Starcraft was like the big kind of tournament game, right? That was the big esport that everyone was playing. And so when Starcraft Two came out, Blizzard was like, "We're gonna do everything in our power to make sure that if you're gonna use Starcraft as an esport, you're going to pay us money." And, and also, like, you would hate every second of it. Yeah. And people are like, well, we don't, there are so many other options now, like League of Legends. We don't have to pay you money. So goodbye. Um, and so they, you're like, you're like, oh shit, now we need an esport to try and get people to play us again. Uh, how about Overwatch? And so, like, everything they're, they're doing to Overwatch is just to make it a fucking esport. And then that is so counter to not only. Okay, so this is going to lead into the big thing I know Jarrett wants to talk about. So it's so counter not only to what made Overwatch fun in the first place, but it's counter to what used to make Blizzard games fun and what made them interesting. Um, and that's the fact they were so accessible. And you could basically do whatever the fuck you wanted, and you wouldn't be punished for it. Like World of Warcraft, now every single MMO uses the formula. It's really easy to jump into. It's really easy to level up. Um uh, but World of Warcraft was really the first one to really make MMOs accessible. Uh, Overwatch was a really, really kind of accessible, uh, asymmetrical uh, first-person shooter. Um, uh, Starcraft, Warcraft, if you haven't played an RTS, you could pretty much jump into this and, and just kind of get it. Even Heroes of the Storm was that way. Uh, Hearthstone was that way. And then their desperation to make everything into an eSport just kind of fucked. Uh, shut off that wall and as competitive as i am i like things to kind of be casual that's why I'll, that's why i can jump into splatoon anytime and why i never want to turn on overwatch ever again and i feel like uh, blizzard does not understand the basic design principles that made them blizzard to begin with um and by extension i don't think blizzard understands gamers anymore and that's a direct quote from someone who is critical of their Diablo announcement. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to their credit, they tried to 
temper expectations, posting like days before BlizzCon being like, hey, just so you know, this is going to be a dud. And, <laughs> and yet, even so, uh, and, and someone, someone very rightly pointed out, Bethesda did something very similar to this, and Bethesda did it right. Um, so for E3, Bethesda went up, and they're like, hey, guys, you love Fallout? And everyone's like, yeah. And they're like, would you love it if everything you loved about it was gone? <laughs> and everybody said, no. Oh, no. But then they're like, well, don't worry, because even though we're making this horse shit, we're also making The Elder Scrolls Six. Would you like to see some of it? And everyone said yes. And then they showed them the title, The Elder Scrolls Six, to be announced normal title. Um, and it was a salve on the wound that was uh, Fallout 76. And it single-handedly saved us from talking about Bethesda's E3 showcase for, like, months upon months. But Blizzard... Uh, didn't get the memo that that's the the smart move and so instead what they did is they went up and they said hey you guys you like diablo and everybody said yeah and then they're like would you like it if it was on a phone and 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 uh as one guy pointed out very astutely blizzard has a, a as i'm sure you guys know blizzard has a history of um the red shirt guy at blizzcon uh, and originally, it was a guy who s so loved Blizzard that he couldn't contain himself. And uh, he he got up there and uh, he basically did like, a, hello. Like, you, you know, you, you if you watch Minecraft conventions, you can see this person. They stand like, you can't see me, but I'm standing pretty far from the mic. They stand a good distance from it and then shout at it. So they go, hello, <laughs> I have a question about Kale Thos in the World of Warcraft novel, The Frozen Bounty, Kale Thos is married to Jaina Proudmore, but in World of Warcraft, Jaina Proudmore says that Kale Thos has never met her, and I was wondering if that what that means for the lineage of Grom Thrash and Scream and <laughs> If you could weigh in on that, that would be great. And that's that's the kind of person that, like, when you're a creator, um, and you could probably speak to this, Jay, like, that's the kind of person that you fucking love because they validate, like, everything that you're doing. <laughs> um, and I remember uh, I remember back in the RM2K days, there was a, a game called Legion Saga. And this is such a 1% reference, but it's just, it's kind of what I'm talking about. Wait, was Legion Saga the Suikoden-style game? It was. It was a Suikoden yes. knockoff. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah, actually... Yeah. They're, they're pretty good, but I remember... No, they are good. They were, they were the, fucking good games. The guy, <laughs> the guy who made it, he ran a website called RPG Palace, and on the RPG Palace forums, I remember when he put out Legion Saga 2, there were people on there, like, talking about their parties uh, and, like, what their preferred party was and what characters they wanted. And I just remember him coming in and being like, this is the best feeling ever. And they're like, what? And they, he's like, you guys are talking about it like it's a real game. And everybody's like, yeah, it is a real game. It is a real game, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but but you get what I mean? Like, it's... No, it's... I go, I, I, and I, I've certainly, like, had that. Like, I, and, and, like, I had a, uh, a zombie web series, which both of you guys know well. And, and I, I remember screening it for an audience of our pairs at, like, a convention. 
and through all the rest of the convention, like people were like talking about it and quoting it and and uh, and and debating with each other. It's even happened like uh, in in chat. I feel like a couple of times with. It is it is the best feeling in the world. That's like something it, like it really is. Oh shit! <laughs> um, my my ex uh, my ex brother in law gave me a. Um, you know those little plastic bead art things that you can make where, yes. where you like heat it up and they stick together. Uh, he gave me one that is uh, a almost perfect recreation of Ace from Apterax. And oh, that's awesome! Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not exaggerating when I say I, I think that's the nicest thing that anybody ever gave me. Like, really, not kidding. Like, it, it it's sitting in my kitchen and it will never leave my kitchen. Um, it's just, it's, uh, super, super important to me. So anyway, the point to all this to say, I think that Blizzard might've gotten a little too complacent and comfortable with letting people walk up to the microphone and ask Mm -hmm. them questions. Um, and and now having said that they knew that they were breaking bad news when they announced Diablo Immortal, the mobile, uh, it's not even an adaptation. It's, it's a mobile Diablo game. It's not a remake. It's not, if they would have gotten up there and been like, guys, guess what? Diablo two is coming to your phone. Everyone would have lost their shit and been like, it's the best news that anyone ever heard. Well, even if I, cause I want to, I want to add something in really quick, because if if you put it kind of like that, it's like a, a Diablo mobile game, then, than that and it's so that does sound kind of cool but you have to be specific here in that um it's basically looks like they've reskinned it's a Diablo suction machine a, a, a chinese mobile game and and the name of that, sh- that name game is uh, crusaders of light mm-hmm. and uh and crusaders of light um is actually done by the same exact developer who is responsible for the um the diablo game the diablo immortal title and there are just so many things that look disappointing about diablo immortal but uh i'll put it back to you jared i just want to clear that up really quick sure, that's yeah. a major component here yeah so <laughs> wow this game looks like shit i think i mean, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that they knew the situation they were in someone uh pointed out and this this gets into a little bit of conspiracy theory but someone pointed out that like one of the first people to ask a question about the game and they're like how good will the game be? Uh, someone pointed out that if you look at that guy who asks the question, you can see he's actually featured in some of the marketing videos earlier in BlizzCon. <laughs> so he's he's not a paid actor, but he certainly has appeared in Blizzard marketing material, uh, and maybe isn't maybe isn't going to ask a. Uh, is this going to be a fifteen out of ten or a twenty out of ten? Yeah, it, it really is kind of that. And but then. A new red shirt man appears. This red oh. shirt man is not—he's not worried about lore or uh, how good the game will be. Uh, and he gives him maybe the sickest fucking burn <laughs> that I've ever heard. <laughs> he just gets up to the mic and he goes, "So is, is this like an April Fool's joke, like an out of season yeah. April Fool's joke?" <laughs> and um, right well, that 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 shook up everyone's world for uh, weeks afterwards when he said that. Oh, and then everyone clapped. It's so good. If you didn't watch it on YouTube, go watch it. It's it's so great. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. That was like uh, whole... it's, it's unfortunate for Blizzard that that was the highlight of BlizzCon. And and here's the thing. I know that I know that marketing like hamstrings you, and you and you can't you can't go off script, and you can't announce something that you haven't got plans to announce. But Blizzard has kind of since pretty much confirmed that like Diablo Four is a thing that's being worked on. And right then and there, they could have probably saved a little face by just being like, hey, look, I understand that maybe this isn't going to be for you, 
But like, don't worry, we are making a Diablo 4. It's not ready to show yet, so that's why it's not here. But like, I want to assuage your fears. But they can't say that. They're, there's uh, shareholders and investors and a whole bunch of people who'd lose their minds over stuff like that. And so I feel like, well, so, uh, uh, so, yeah, go, yeah. go ahead, Jay. Well, I was going to say, I, I'm trying to look up the name of this guy because he was actually a uh, designer on, I don't want to say Diablo 2, which is a uh, uh, kind of easily, um, well, I, I, won't, I won't say easily. I, I am under the impression that it's like the most beloved one. Uh, Diablo 3 launched with like so many fucking problems. I, I played Diablo 3, but that was like after all the patches and it's fun, but it's also kind of uh, quickly forgettable. So Diablo 2 is like really easy. I think Diablo 2 is definitely uh, the high point of that series. Yeah, and so like, and and so like, people reached out to to the folks who were on the prior Diablo games, and they're like, "Hey, how do you feel about this?" And one of them, he was like, "You know, I feel like uh, Blizzard does not understand uh, gamers anymore." And and he, you know, I feel like that that quote is so poignant. Every single fan base. Uh, or every single consumer, or uh, 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 anyone who's participated in Blizzard games, the story is always exactly the same. Like, I don't play that anymore. Um, or if it's not that, I know like a couple of hangers-on with World of Warcraft, just because it was so much invested in their lives. But uh, World of Warcraft was on top of the, the world at one point, um, and it was like all this merchandising and. Everyone wanted to copy that game, and like Blizzard, every year would announce their higher and higher subscription numbers, and then just one year, you can't, you could not find their their subs in, uh, anymore, uh, which I think like just says a lot to me about how that drop off happened. And it, it, you would think, I feel like after the disaster that was the original Diablo three launch, and how much work it took to kind of. Uh, uh, make that an interesting game and a playable game. And I would think with the drop-off from StarCraft II and World of Warcraft and Overwatch, that they would, I don't know, maybe learn a lesson or two about gamers and how to engage with them. Like, like as bad as, uh, as much as I like using Ubisoft as like a punching bag, um, I can't deny that they've actually taken their criticisms to heart. Uh, having played like Watch Dogs 2 and Assassin's Creed Origin, I mean um, Odyssey, and even Far Cry 5, as even given my problems with that, that feels like a company that actually does listen to its consumer base. Uh, Blizzard feels like the exact opposite. Like, hey, you guys hated this thing, but you're really going to hate this other thing. There you go. <laughs> you thought you hated it before. <laughs> um, so I have a question, and this is a, a real question. I'm not being snarky. Um, so we see, we've seen this kind of shit for years, right? Where like a beloved, uh, developer or not necessarily beloved, but a popular developer will come up with, you know, an announcement and it's a mobile version full of microtransactions and everybody hates them. Um, but they keep doing it, right? So it has to be making money somehow. So my question is, how how many of these like rioting Blizzard fans do you think are actually going to download this and like give them their harder money on their cell phones? A lot of them will do it uh, anyway. Well, that's my that's my sense too. Your your what you're saying, Lucio, actually ties into something else that I was going to mention though. Um, 
and I want to, I want you to put yourself in in like uh, Blizzard Activision's shoes here. You're standing on stage. You've just mm. announced the coolest game ever on mobile phone, <laughs> Diablo. But right. but you can read the crowd. A guy comes up to the microphone. He he issues a sick burn, and the crowd claps and responds to it. And you realize, oh fuck, I'm losing them. Like they they don't like what I've what I've come to show them. And you all of a sudden are struck with a moment of horror where you realize that perhaps you have made a game for a platform that no one possesses. And so the first thing that you should do is you should check and see whether or not the people in that room have the platform <laughs> that you're releasing it on. And that way you can know, like, how, how fucked are we? Like, did I did we make a really bad call when we did this? Uh, and that, of course, leads to the the stunning... Uh, line of you guys have phones, right? Or or uh, or it, no, it was it was uh, it was it was geez. Do you guys not have phones? That, uh, that reminded me a lot of uh, when Don Matrick uh, when they announced the Xbox One and they said it was going to be online only. When it, they were like, "Well, what if I don't want to be online only?" Well, we have the Xbox 360. Yeah, he's like, and you, then, you, you and, can just and then keep the, what you have. Yeah, you the guy that was bitch. interviewing him to hype up his product were like. Are you telling people that they need to stick with the Xbox 360? And he's like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I just got fired, didn't I? God yep. damn it. So I, I don't want to, like, distract from... Uh, uh, but my, my question is, you know, like, I think that for all the bitching and all the sick burns, a lot of these, like, guys are going to download this bullshit on their phone and they're going to... Yeah. You spend money on their microtransactions and, you know... But like, then, you, can, you can give them all the burns you want, but... You know, I mean, they're fun for me, but at I, the end I, of the day, if you don't want more mobile games, don't fucking spend money on them. You don't do this I, shit yes, without knowing right there's a market that. for it. Like, you're, you're right about yeah. that, but I don't think Blizzard is the company that gets those numbers anyway. I I feel like it's happening with plenty of other games, um, and I do feel like Blizzard is usually good at like a pretty good um, initial release. I don't know about like their kind of uh, follow-ups and expansions and all that, uh, but like like blizzard's not it's not like we're not like talking about rockstar here right where everyone was bitching about um red dead redemption 2 or the negative karma around it and all that and now it has been consistently the highest selling video game like in history every week it just keeps like selling and selling and selling consistently high it's ridiculous uh, but that's Rockstar. Blizzard, act, I don't think Blizzard has that anymore. They don't. Uh, they so. don't have. Uh, they're they're not going to put up crazy numbers, but they're going to get people. They're going to get the diehards who come in and play the game anyway. And I mean, here's 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 my case for that. I just listened to Jay talk for what felt like almost seven years about Blizzard lore, <laughs> uh, and there's other people who have those exact same feelings. And despite the fact that they hate the mobile platform and they hate giving their money out dollars, single dollars at a time, they're gonna do it anyway because they got to find out what happened to old Deckard Kane and uh, and see what's but, going on. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like that's it. the Blizzard lore that I mentioned happened. Um, uh, quite literally, like nine or ten years ago. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you what the current lore is for Warcraft. I haven't followed. But so my point was, I was that invested a long time ago, and then Blizzard did everything in their power to turn me off. Um, and I feel like a lot of people go through that. And I don't. I don't think you know. I don't think. Uh, it, okay, so like Blizzard BlizzCon kind of flies in direct opposition to what I'm saying here. Uh, because they still manage to sell tickets to that. It's not like BlizzCon is canceled or anything, but 
Uh, BlizzCon is also all of their properties, which do have a lot of uh, nostalgia tied to them. But again, it's the same uh, exact lesson that Blizzard refuses to learn because uh, the audiences do respond to this shit. And uh, and after a while, they do realize that they are being exploited. And it takes me back to the Ubisoft example because, uh, yes, a lot of consumers bitched, but they didn't do anything until those sales numbers had lowered. Like when Syndicate sold poorly... Uh, they're like, oh shit! Now we have to reorganize. Uh, they're not, and, and that's exactly my point, right? Like, you can, I mean, basically, what Blizzard did is they, they grabbed these poor guys and they went like, okay, go and and get like bitch that for you know thirty minutes, and then come back, right? I mean, that's basically what I did. They they send them to the, the wolves. There's there's another I, there, there's there's two schools of thought here. One is either they and there's some sources who've claimed that Blizzard actually had a Diablo 4 announcement and then pulled it. Um, but even if that's true, nobody knows why they pulled it. Um, because and, and so the, the running theory could be, this would be the dumbest thing in the world, uh, but I see the logic. The idea of, well, if we announce this mobile game and then we announce Diablo 4, which is still years away, what impact will that have on how well the mobile game does? Because people will just say, well, I don't need to buy that because I'm getting another Diablo uh, real suit right around the corner. Um, I mean, that's, that uh, that's actually, stupid. it does sound stupid, but it's bad. It's, it's, actually... ba- it's bad logic, but it's logic that works. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, oh, it does not, because it's bad. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad because that's what Bethesda's doing. That's exactly what Fallout 76 is. <laughs> it's like, you know, this game is so lousy, but you guys are going to be so happy about, um, what is it, Starfield and 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 uh, the Elder Scrolls 6, that that's not going to matter. 76 is totally there just to try and make the money off what idiots they can, uh, let people be disappointed in it, and then be like, hey, we know you guys didn't like that one, but here's the real sexy stuff coming out. That's exactly what the strategy is behind that one. So I can totally see Blizzard pulling it as well. I, and and to that point, they could have they could have come up with like a, a good announcement that didn't suck dick that had nothing to do with Diablo and ended their show with that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it's bad to like not have that. Well, right, but I'm saying that like it shouldn't have been Diablo Four if you want to funnel people but into I mean, your whatever. mobile game because right now we have a bunch of fucking nerds who have been starved for six years without new Diablo content. And so you know if they think that the only way they're going to get that is with the shitty mobile game, I. I, Jay doesn't think so, and I'd love to be proven wrong, but I think there's a bunch of them who are going to play it anyway. Uh, uh, I too. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I, don't hope, know I hope that's not true. I like to see. Uh, I like to see the video game industry make an unpopular decision, because have it totally backfire on them. Like it brought me immense but satisfaction. I know, and, 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 and that makes me happy when it happens. <laughs> but, we're, we're talking about how Brissa doesn't learn, how they are stupid, and all that stuff, but. Let's be fair, their fans haven't really given them a reason to learn the lesson. Yes, they have. They're, are you kidding me? This is they have tons of times over and over again. They just haven't fold it yet. That's like the that's like the thing. Their their bottom line hasn't been hit so hard right. uh, that they've had to like. I think that isn't that, isn't that kind of what Lucio's saying? Is that it's right. never but actually? It's not, it's, but that's because you have to understand what Blizzard was doing before. It's like the same thing in terms of the Nintendo buffer. Uh, they can keep not learning their lesson for a good while because they have money to burn on that stuff. But the the understand like 
like what's happened kind of uh, with Blizzard, like the comparison is like the film industry where, where Blizzard is increasingly run by business people and not like video game people and guys that get gamers, all that. And they are motivated like by the pure urge to kind of make money and being attached. Let, let's not forget. The other thing is that being attached to Activision also helps them kind of immensely. And they're not going to crash and burn because of that either. Um, There's uh, another company but, that has issues adapting, but yeah. But actually, and funny enough, Lucio actually gave a, an earlier example of what he's talking about or, or kind of what I'm referring to too, which is going back to Microsoft, uh, the Xbox one, when they were like, it's not even going to have a disk drive. Doesn't need it. Uh, and everyone lost their shit. And uh, within like a couple days, they're like, all right, it'll have a disk drive. That moment has not occurred for Blizzard, nor is there really any sign that it will. And I would love for this game to be that moment. I'd love this for, for that to be the time where like the game comes but out see, and two months in, they shutter it. Uh, but see, the, 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 the problem here is I, I, I do think Diablo Immortal is uh, Blizzard. Like, I feel like part of your theory is correct that uh, part of this is to, um, you know, get money out of what it is they can and just basically uh, find a little bit of extra funding for Diablo 4. Um, I feel like Diablo Immortal is their version of Fallout um, 76. And, it, you know, the, the I think the science behind 76 is perfectly clear. Like anyone... You're right when you mentioned earlier in the day uh, somewhere else that, um, you know, 76 it was always going to be a disaster. But the thing is, they already had the build for 76. It's like uh, uh, it really is just a multiplayer mod. Todd Howard has gone on record as to saying that, look, we we had an online mode for Fallout 4. We took it out. And, uh, yeah, we're basically repackaging into his own entire multiplayer game. And it's really obvious what's going on with 76 financially. Diablo Immortal is probably costing them nothing. The fact that they outsource this yeah. Chinese company to like a Chinese company and they're the ones that are doing it and, and they just make kind of uh, shitty cell phone games. Like Immortal's not going to hit them in any way. Um, you know, they only really stand to kind of profit. And even if they don't profit all of it, they're not going to be hit that badly. And to turn the, the spotlight a little bit here, uh, Activision Blizzard is not going to have that moment anytime soon because Activision just released uh, Call of Duty 4. And that's something people released for they didn't want. And now people are like, oh, yeah, this is the best Call of Duty ever. But th that's my point. Like, I, was say, as, I don't as think, as, I don't as think as you actually people... know what you're arguing about because... The, no, I, 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 I do know because, as, because you're not... As long as people keep buying like, this shit, nothing's going to change. See, that's, that's two different things. We're, not, we're, not, we're, we're examining like the Blizzard side of the company here. And I am telling you guys that they are dropping off in terms of their fan bases. They consistently tell, uh, uh, disappoint their fans. They are not making the sales they want to see. They are not getting the eSport that they want. Uh, Blizzard is not achieving any of this. But as a company, Activision Blizzard is not going to fall. Call of Duty is something else. That's another beast entirely. And Call of Duty is like one of the consistently best-selling games of all time. Meanwhile, Diablo uh, Immortal... That, from like just the bi pure business perspective of things, that doesn't feel like it's going to scratch them at all, no yeah, matter what happens with that. So they can keep that's doing the point. That's what Lucio's saying. Lucio said that Diablo Immortal would not make Blizzard course correct. And then you basically said, no, Lucio, it will not make Blizzard course correct. That's just <laughs> that you were agreeing. You, you've agreed on it. 
So we all agree that the game will actually probably do better than it should, or even if it does. But terrible, that, that's the part I'm not agreeing with. I don't think Diablo will do better than it should. I think you guys are overestimating the fan base. I think, for that. I think that original red shirt guy I, is going to fund I'm most of it. The fan base. I don't think like I, I don't think, think Diablo. If I was overestimating it, they wouldn't make a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 that's my side of the argument that, that, that yes, it's not going to touch them as a company, but not for the reason you guys are flagging. Uh, the reason you guys are saying is because people are going to keep buying the blizzard shit, but people don't keep buying the blizzard shit. That's the point. Like, uh, uh, their numbers keep going down across all of their blizzard games in terms of the Activision blizzard games. That's a different beast. Like call of duty just keeps selling better and better and better. It's like, okay. You guys keep complaining you don't like Call of Duty, but you keep buying a lot of the Call of Duty. That I agree with. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of people buying Diablo Immortal. I don't believe that for a second. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't. That's the thing is is the way that the games of this nature uh, work is that the goal is not to get a lot of people to buy it. The goal is to get a few people to buy a lot of it. And yeah, uh, I mean, I guess that's true. I think they'll absolutely achieve that. Um, I I know that I know that guy's out there. He's he's out there and he's and he and right now he's typing furiously about how angry he is on the Battle.net forums, but in his heart of hearts he knows that he can't resist finding out what happens next in his beloved Diablo universe. Which, by the way, I think is I think is the most bizarre. Like I'm telling you, this person exists, and I'm also telling you that I can't believe it because I can't think of something more fucking boring than Diablo lore. It sounds like the worst shit in the world. Uh, and it's yeah, I, I think there's a pretty consistent agreement across like the Blizzard lore, all sad, like that they're just not good at writing lore anymore, and they haven't been good at it a long time. And this carries over to all their games. Like, there's no one who's that invested anymore. Uh, I mean, Diablo's I, I, Diablo's the worst of all of them. Like you can you can name four Overwatch characters, you can name four Warcraft characters, you can name four Starcraft characters. I bet you can't name four Diablo characters. Yes, I can. Yeah, we can. Do it, you fucking nerds. Witch Doctor. That's not a name. Okay, Descartes Kane, Diablo. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, Diablo. Diablo is a character. What do you want? But, all right, all right. Um, uh, uh, Deckard Kane's the, was, gran- uh, granddaughter. What was the name of the these angel? Are, uh, these are roles, not names. <laughs> what's the name of the angel? Uh, Tyrael. Ah, uh, see, Lucio uh, knows. Lucio three, and then there's Ball. Which was one of the bosses. Yeah, again, written in the title. But see, see but yeah, but like... What is, like how is so, Ball? Oh, Lucio, he's, but, he's in the you, expansion. Lucio's, Lucio's going over the old lore. That's the thing. Like, like that's what I keep saying. Like, the old lore is fine. That stuff's good. If you if the old lore stops existing after a certain point, whatever. Uh, uh, it's like fucking... Look, everyone knows uh, Kerrigan from uh, StarCraft and um, and yeah. Jim Raynor. Like, like, everyone knows those Jim two. Jim Raynor was my man. They they can't tell you what the fuck Jim and Sir are doing nowadays. No one cares anymore. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> they they know they know exactly what's up. There's not a lot of them, but they're out there. Believe me. There's <laughs> there's a and if you and you know what if you if you doubt me, here's your proof. Go to uh, fanfiction.net and search for those characters, and I guarantee you, you'll find something written very recently that also probably references very recent events in their individual universes. I just, I just want to stick my flag on the ground right now and say the, the, the character in all of Blizzard history to disappoint me the most uh, is November Terra. I, yeah. I don't know what that is, so... Nova. That's Nova. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. In fact, to build on this, I know one of them, and it's Doug, and I bet he knows a disgusting amount of stuff about World of Warcraft lore that's even current, like up-to-date and current, and I'm sure that he feels a profound and deep shame for that, but he does know it all. Yes, he should. He should, yeah. He should He should absolutely. I think he meant to say Trevor. Uh, anyway, I, him too. Ooh, both I, of them. I don't think. I, I don't think. You know. I, I, don't, I don't think, think Trevor is ashamed. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I don't think we talked about the most heinous part about the Diablo announcement, though. Um, and it's not what Diablo did, and it's not what the fans did, but it's how the media reacted afterwards. I mean, I, I think the most heinous part is that they ended the the conference after showing it. That's that's pretty much. They should have done anything else. <laughs> Yeah, but like I, I like how many, how many like uh, uh, I'm using air quotes. You can't see them, but I'm using air quotes. How many video game journalists jumped to Blizzard's defense over this move? And they didn't. Yeah, that was really weird. Defense, but they 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 admonished like the consumer base and uh and and look, I look, I pulled out an example from a website that you can't take seriously as anything because they're. Pure clickbait, and they 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 purely get off on Facebook uh, clicks. But you did have plenty of other people also jumping to the defense of Blizzard, and the only two who did not instantly jump to the de- defense of them uh, were Rock Paper Shotgun, who actually have a history of disliking Blizzard, so of course they're not going to defend them, and uh, Eurogamer, who I guess Blizzard didn't pay them enough money to do it. But everyone else, they were like, "Yeah, fuck you guys who are making Blizzard." feel bad Sad. again yeah <laughs> again none of the blizzard developers were actually involved the entire game is outsourced to a chinese company so y- you can't pull the red dead redemption art- argument of uh oh the developers are there and you hurt their feelings because they're not even speaking uh english um and the the and they brought up the scent the idea of a gamer entitlement right that like oh we feel entitled to a good game we feel yeah, we do, because it's my fucking money. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. So that's like so that's what I'm saying there. So like you're you're exactly right. You're exactly correct there. Um and just to quote myself, like one writer is like, you know, uh, Blizzard doesn't owe Diablo fans uh anything. It's like it's just true. Blizzard doesn't owe Diablo fans gave him money to, you know, do all the other shit. Like, how do you think they make money? Yeah, well, and see... <laughs> they that's sell the, us stuff. That's the thing. <laughs> we're not friends that, here. That, if and that, I think that's something that we need to realize. Is like, yes, they, exactly. are not I friends. I, I this is a transaction, that. my friend. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They think they're going to get money from you. This is, this is like, right. what you're basically saying, here, here's, an, here's a, a pretty functional analogy for this. If, a, if you like a girl and you want to have sex with the girl and she knows that, um, and she lets you do all kinds of favors for her. Come over and move my stuff, pick up this heavy thing in my house and put it over there. Give me a ride to work every day. Uh, take me out to restaurants and pick up the check. And she knows that all, you're doing all of this because you want to bone her. Even though that makes her a piece of shit, knowing that like she'll has no intention of ever doing that, it does not mean that you are entitled to any sex. Um, much oh, of, I agree. much like you are not entitled to Diablo 4 and if they don't want to make it then they don't have to make it right Right, but then um, man you use a really, really dangerous analogy it's hard to counter that but 
Um, I but I deserve the should, sex. She should drop <laughs> Trump. But no, you don't. You don't say that like you deserve the sex. But you can, you can, you can uh, express your. Uh, it's uh, it's uncool to use someone in that way. Uh, right, and you can express that. You can express that you're not happy that you were used like that, and that's fine because you're not entitled to be happy about you using them. But back to and that's exactly and that's exactly the argument here. Like like like. Like, yes, Blizzard is not entitled to give us anything. They don't owe us a damn thing, right? They don't. They could announce tomorrow that they're making Overwatch babies and we couldn't do anything about it, right? Uh, but we cannot, you know, we, we have the right as consumers not to be happy about that. We can say that uh, uh, this game looks like fucking shit. Uh, we were expecting a little something else. I'm disappointed. And, you know... The fact that they put this product out there, they're not putting them... Like, if you're talking about, like, a girl and a guy, yeah, that's an intimate relationship, and there are complex feelings there. This is a corporation. There aren't complex feelings there. They're putting out a product. They're like, you know, we want you to buy this thing, and you guys, the consumer, can, can laugh in their face and say, I'm not going to buy that thing. Fuck you. Yeah, and, uh, and hopefully hopefully that's what everyone does. But behaviorally, <laughs> what will happen instead is we'll complain and complain and be like, she just doesn't like nice guys. And then we'll keep doing... <laughs> We'll keep doing all that shit for her, aka buying the microtransactions in Diablo. This is not Mortal. about you going your own way, okay? It's it's <laughs> well, yeah, that, it's that too. I'm really projecting a lot here, um, uh, but like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, there's this weird uh, attitude that the games media has that we're supposed to pretend that. This is a, a relationship that's on a different level than when it really is. Like I said, we're not friends here. This is Thank a transaction. You. That's the thing, and I and like I, I so that's that's kind of why he, um, uh, the girl and guy thing bugs me because that's that's a little different. That's like a different. That is an interpersonal relationship. That's those are people you know, and and that's like different scales of emotion. This is mostly you know the Blizzard thing. That is the the, the coldest. Uh, a possible relationship. I give you a dollar, you give me a product in return for that dollar. That's how it works. That's how it works since you, uh, mankind invented the system of trade. If, it, um, if it's if it's that if it's that cold of a relationship, though, it should be even easier for you to separate yourself from it. But again, people won't. But I th I think I think people are. That's the thing. I think I think the fans that were critical of Blizzard are the ones who are cold to it. I think the weird media response that are like, hey, you guys stop being mean to Blizzard. Those are the ones who are taking it personally. And that's weird to me. And that's always been weird to me about like about um, people who defend products in general. Like, And that means any product. Or people who, like, who defend companies, right? Like people who are like, yeah. oh, well, what do you say this about Apple when Apple will probably like exactly. stab you and steal your kidneys and leave you <laughs> dying in a ditch. If it, it's it's funny because I iPhones are exactly what it's going to bring up. And like in video games, we call it the defense force. We just put the name of the thing in front of it and call it oh. the defense force. Uh, like we had like, like, look, Telltale was before uh, uh, Bethesda and Blizzard were so gracious to take all of the attention away from them. Rockstar too. So let's give them all a hand of applause for taking attention away from uh, uh, Telltale games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, uh, uh, Telltale is, like, the, the most recent example. And you just had, like, some blind defenders who are like, oh, oh, poor, poor Telltale. We feel, like, so 
so bad for you. It's like, no, no, you don't. Yeah, you you have people going like, oh, these greedy developers who will work for free for Telltale. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck are exactly. you talking about? And, and, and so that, that that's weird. And and for the most part, I could say that, you know, journalists, uh, video game journalists and, and the games media uh, have called bullshit. Like, like for Telltale and Rockstar, they both called bullshit. And then with the Diablo thing, though, they're like, hey, you guys stop stop bullying one of the largest video game companies on in the world. That's not nice. <laughs> Apple's an interesting comparison because they've worked themselves into a situation where uh, they no longer have to try hard at all. Uh, oh. Every year they can put out a minimally different version of the phone and they know and check up the price they know that there is a select group here's the thing though they know that there is a select group who will buy it no matter what and will even let them charge more for it and they haven't even hit like the hypothetical ceiling for what they can charge because like you said it does go up every single year and so if they want to do that if they want to uh alienate uh, the mainstream in favor for a very small group of devotees who will buy their shit no matter what they do and no matter uh, no matter how bad it gets. That's their prerogative. They can do they can that. Yeah, and so look, okay, fine. I understand what you're getting at here, and I, and I admit, you know, that that's fine, but that doesn't shield them from the criticism, and that's the thing that's coming up here, right? That doesn't shield them from the criticism, and it especially doesn't shield them from the memes and. Uh, for me, what I take, it's kind of vindictive, but what I take personal enjoyment and pleasure from is like for every iPhone release, you can guarantee that YouTube or 4chan or someone else will come up with a prank to ensure that people destroy their iPhones. And so that's funny to me. Uh, uh, and, and Apple can't like help that. Like you're releasing a huge product and you're selling it to these people. And, uh, you know, what the public does with it after that release is what the public does with it. And that includes the pranks. And so that's my that's that's what I'm getting at here. It's like, yeah, OK, you're going to have uh, people that that invest in uh, Diablo Immortal and download it and, and pay like five dollars so that their uh, berserker can swipe their sword or whatever the fuck. But that doesn't you know, that'll happen fine. This mentality that Blizzard shouldn't receive criticism for it. And that they shouldn't be mean for it, and that they shouldn't have an audience member come up and be like, "Hey, is this an April Fool's joke?" Uh, that mentality is bullshit to me. It's a company. It's a corporation. So it, they're publicly traded, and they are releasing a public product for consumers to judge and rate and and take and do whatever. So and it's, it's you know it's I, kind of two things because I'm I'm on your side there. It, it you can you can say whatever you want about about the company. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I, at the same time, there's a level of snottiness that you get to where it's like, well, they owe me this. And no, they don't. They don't owe you anything. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, we're, we're I saying don't think that, anybody like, says that they do. I, I very much disagree with that statement, Lucio. And I can uh, give you some forum links right now. I'm talking about here. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because holy shit, go on the Battle.net forums. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And uh, you'll you'll see some uh, you'll see some pretty big tears. There's a lot of sad folks, um, but no, I think I think it's hilarious. Uh, and uh, do you guys not have phones? Is 
like I said, I <laughs> that wasn't bad. I like to I like to reimagine it, and he was just very very seriously asking, like, "Oh fuck, did I make a phone game?" And none of you guys have phones. Like, I like to <laughs> I like to think that's what he what he meant. He was like, "Oh shit!" In fact, I tweeted at him and let Blizzard know that I do have a phone. Um, <laughs> oh, well, good. I'm, I'm sure that made them feel better. Because I, yeah, he's like, "Oh man, what well, a doll. Jerry I, has a phone." I wasn't sure if they were just like trying to figure it out or not. I thought maybe that's what it is. Like maybe they just want to know whether or not I have a phone. And if that's the case, I feel like I should contribute to that census and let them know, like, yeah, I do. I do own a smartphone. Like, just okay, okay. I, 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 I can, uh, I can fix all of this. Are you ready? Yeah, I mean, I could too. Uh, you don't have to work at, at Blizzard to figure out. Uh, how to do it but go ahead jay what would you have done how would you have fixed it with the with the minimal amount of effort okay so you 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 take diablo immortal right but then you inform everyone that not only are you going to get diablo immortal with all of the classic diablo classes but it's actually going to be with uh remastered cutscenes Warcraft 3 and if you play it you can unlock both Ash and Orphea to use in your campaign a special custom campaign in which everyone talks like cowboys from the 1800s that, that's pretty good but holy shit that's a sound like it takes a lot of work though you just gave me an even better one I got you I'm gonna top you are you ready okay Diablo Immortal Here's what the game is, it turns out. It's actually a prison, uh, like like you're looking at a prison, like maybe like a spherical prison with, with something trapped in it. We don't even know what because it's covered in chains. And, <laughs> and as you as you tap, you remove a chain, but some people can pay to put chains back on, you see, but then what you do is the last person to remove a chain will discover what's inside the prison, and I'll tell you what it is. Spoiler alert. You become the king of Stormwind in World oh, wow. of Warcraft, and <laughs> wow. everyone has to do what you say when you say it. And uh, how cool is that? I think that deserves a round of applause. Doesn't that, yeah, sound, that's, uh, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Truly, truly a visionary idea. Yeah, so uh, Blizzard, if you're listening, give me a ring. We'll talk licensing. Uh, <laughs> I, before, before we wrap up here, I actually do think that we touched on uh, uh, some topics that I would actually like to explore in future podcasts because I feel like this comes up for us quite often um, as both like a bane and a boon. It, it interests us and it puts us off... Um, and and really, it's something that we talk about a lot, but we never paid any particular attention to, and that is video game marketing. And I think like between uh, what happened at BlizzCon and like the last uh, several, uh, both say publisher debacles that have happened, even with you know Ubisoft's not like in the crossfire here, but what they've done with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey is it's never a bad time to talk shit. Well, about right, but well, what they what they. <laughs> What they've done in the Odyssey marketing, I think, is very interesting and speaks a lot to kind of uh, their mentality, at least from like the marketing side. Um, I'll just say it really quick, but I think this is an entire other uh, podcast for us because I would love to like spend one, at least part of one, talking about video game marketing. But with Odyssey, um, uh, uh, Ubisoft feels like they don't want to take a risk in advertising 
a different kind of um i guess i guess we'll see protagonist or hero or whatever and uh the most are willing to venture outside of their comfort zone which is like a white male uh with brunette hair which you can understand why they think that's their main consumer base the most will venture inside of that is a black male with brunette hair um and that that's what they're comfortable like marketing and pitching and saying thinking that'll sell um uh cassandra is actually the canon protagonist of um of assassin's creed odyssey and there's a couple ways to prove that and i won't do it right now um but alexios is the one that appeared on every single piece of marketing before the game was released now that uh the game is out and that cassandra is proving to be quite popular you're seeing more and more advertisement featuring her and less featuring alexios that's really fascinating to me in terms of how the marketing team, uh, what they think people want and versus how they're responding to uh, what people want. And I'd love to talk about that. I'd love to talk about some of the other um, stuff that's gone on, such as like what Rockstar did um, in terms of how they changed their strategy before Red Dead Redemption came out. Um, and yes, even like the, the BlizzCon shit and the Bethesda shit. And, and I, I think that's something for us to explore <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, I think to, be good. I'd love to talk more about my chains idea. I think it's going to be a real hit. <laughs> Diablo chains. But even, even that is like, even that is some like a, a, a great marketing with no, no end game. I think it's, <laughs> no I think it's brilliant. It's great. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we've given you something to look forward to now. Uh, and if you are looking forward to it, I think that you should go maybe subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, wherever it is you enjoy podcasts. If we're not on the one you like, tell us. We'll get on it. We'll fix it. We'll make it work. Uh, go check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, join me in letting Blizzard know that you've got a phone and you would love to buy Diablo Immortal. Uh, they need to know. Um, yeah. But thanks for being here, everybody. And uh, I think with that, we're out. Happy April Fools. I wish. <laughs>